I'm just glad to be in the house of God on a Wednesday night, and uh, there's no place I'd rather be than right here getting to preach to this great congregation tonight, and uh, I'm very thankful. I feel that God has truly given me a word tonight. Um, before I got COVID, uh, I, was, I was preaching uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and the Lord uh, kind of took me on a little bit of a journey on what I'm going to try to I am going to try to slow down and just really explain what I feel like he he showed me on this this journey through this tonight. And um, I realize that this is a church that is probably more well-versed in the understandings of the end times because uh, Bishop is somebody that, that has a knowledge of the end times and how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, that uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy. Even when I'm not here, there's not very many Sunday mornings I'm not listening to the bishop teach us on, on the end times and his amazing lessons that we get on Sunday mornings. Um, so I'm not going to try to bring you a new revelation tonight because I'm sure you understand what I'm going to try to bring out. Um, but I, I feel like God showed me something uh, that is taking place right now, and uh, I just want to do my best to deliver what I feel the Lord has shown me, and then whatever God wants to do, let's just let that get done tonight. Amen? Amen. Are you thankful for the leadership of this church here tonight, your pastor and your first lady, brother and sister Myers? Amen. And then, of course, to Bishop and Dr. Myers, I give them honor tonight, and to the Richies and everybody. It is truly such an honor to call this place home and get to base out of here. I'm thankful to be here. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn me to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And then we're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 24, and uh, we're going to read verses 32 and 33. We're going to read a, a good chunk of Scripture tonight, so you want to follow along with me uh, just so that we can all kind of be on the same page before we get into what the Lord wants to talk to us about tonight. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to heal and a time to kill, a time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. There's a time to rend and a time to sow. There's a time to keep silent and there's a time to speak. There's a time to love and there's even a time to hate, a time of war and there's times of peace says in verse number nine, what profit hath he that worketh in therein he laboreth? I've seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. And he hath set the world in their heart that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. And then Matthew chapter 24, verse number 32, he said, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. He's referring to this season. He's saying, when you see this beginning to happen like the fig tree, he said, you'll understand the season is drawing close. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near. 
even at the doors, talking about the coming of the Lord. For the next few moments, and hopefully this will make sense, I want to talk to you on this subject, and that is spiritual smoke screens. Spiritual smoke screens. I know that seems a little uh, different, maybe. But nevertheless, I I really do feel that God has something to say to us tonight. Uh, If you want to just set your Bibles down and lift your hands now, we could just ask that God would have his will and his way in the remainder of this service. Lord, thank you for visiting us already in prayer. Thank you for your presence that we have already felt in this building, God. I pray for your wisdom to come upon me with the word, Lord, and your anointing to rest upon me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, God. Let understanding and revelation flow, God. Give us knowledge in this place tonight, Lord. I pray for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost to rest upon each and every one of us, God. If they're here and they need to be healed, set free, or delivered, God, you are not limited by service night or by day, God, but even on a Wednesday night, We know that you are able to do the exceeding abundantly and above all that we could ask or think according to that power that worketh in us, God. So perform the work, God, that you want to perform in Jesus' name. Let everybody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, We we read in Ecclesiastes, it begins to talk about seasons and how there's a season for everything. It says that there's a time to laugh, there's a time to cry, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to be happy, there's a time to love, and there's a time to hate, there's a time to cast stones, and there's a time to gather stones. There is literally a time for everything. Seasons are done by everything. Everything happens by a season. We know right now that Summer, in Jesus' name, is coming to an end, I pray. (laughs) And that fall is on its way. We understand that after fall, we're going to experience winter, and after winter, we're going to experience spring. That's when the largemouth bass really start biting, Brother Richie. That's what I get excited about. Hallelujah. And we understand that seasons, seasons represent things. Season brings harvest and seasons bring death and seasons usher in new times and seasons usher in new eras and seasons usher in things. And that's just how the world was set into motion. It is seasons. He said there is a season for everything. There's a season for revival. And then there's a season to plant that which is going to be harvested in the revival. There's a season of war when we got to hit our knees and pray a spiritual warfare prayer. And then there's a season where we've got to quit praying for the miracle and realize as Peter knocked on the door that day that the miracle is, is there. There are seasons for literally everything that we go through in life. There is a season for everything. And God said, I declared it from the beginning to the end. But when he speaks to his people, he said, I speak to you from the end. And then you start at the beginning. So we understand that we know how things are going to end. And yet we start on the start line and we go through seasons getting to where God is going to fulfill his prophetic word. Seasons. 
seasons. And we understand that that seasons are signified by the shifting of if you're coming into fall, the leaves begin to change. My parents, where I was in quarantine at Mountain Home, there is a beautiful, the rolling Ozarks, and, and it's beautiful how those, those trees, they begin to turn colors. They're, they are the bright oranges and the reds right now. And it's beautiful right now, but if you show up in two weeks, it'll all be dead and on the ground seasons so we see that there are signals to declare the seasons that we are in we understand that when we need to break the long sleeve coat out that it is getting a little cooler outside because there is a season things that bring to us the understanding that we are entering into something new we are entering into a new place or coming into a new territory and I was I was driving uh, I was preaching it for brother Tim Sullivan in Fort Smith and I was headed to Cracker Barrel oh I feel the Holy Ghost I could go for some biscuits right now I was headed to Cracker Barrel and I come up I was on 71 and I was about to get on on Interstate 40 and when I come over I looked and I saw this mountain and on the mountain the leaves had begun to shift and I saw and the Lord spoke to me and said as there are seasonal signals of shifting in the physical so there are in the spiritual there are things that represent that the season is shifting in our spiritual man just as they show that they are shifting in the natural man or to the natural eye we see seasons and if you would begin to look right now you would see that there are signals of the seasons beginning to shift for the church can i get an amen and the Lord said, and this is just how he talks to me. He said, but the enemy has pumped in a smoke screen trying to cause a distraction in this season of shift. And I begin to study, what is a smoke screen? That doesn't even make sense to me. And I came up with these two definitions thanks to Reverend Google, praise God. A good Reverend Google, he's always there for me when I need him. And this is what I came up with. A smoke screen came up with these two definitions. A cloud of smoke created to conceal military operations. Or it is called this, a ruse designed to disguise someone's real intentions or actions. And I begin to look at these smoke screens. I begin to look at times in militant forces, how they pump in smoke so that they can get in unseen. And really, you get focusing on the smoke so that you don't see what they're doing behind the smoke. And I begin to look at this and I really felt the Lord begin to speak to me about spiritual smoke screens and how, yes, we are entering into a season of divine harvest as the apostolic church. It is without a doubt that we know that we are entering into a season of harvest of which I feel we have never seen before. On a local level and on a global level, we are entering as the apostolic church, Brother Richie, into a season of harvest of which we have never seen before. I believe we're going to see more people get the Holy Ghost uh, within the next year than we have ever seen. 
I believe we're going to see more miracle signs and wonders within the next year than we have ever seen in the history of the apostolic church because God is not a God that lessens, but he just keeps showing himself as greater and greater and greater. And he said, greater works than these shall ye do. So I believe that we are entering into a season, and not only are we entering, but we have actually crossed over into that season of which we are going to see great numbers receive the Holy Ghost. And it's not just so that we can tell people, look, these people got the Holy Ghost. It's so that people's names can be written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's what it's all about. And, and I, I begin to see that we are entering into this great season of harvest. And I felt the Holy Ghost quicken me when he began to show me this revelation. And in the quickening, he said, but there are spiritual smoke screens that are trying to keep you distracted to what the enemy is really doing behind the scenes. Things like fear. It is a spiritual smokescreen as to what the enemy is trying to do right now. All we see is the smoke, but behind the scenes, what is being set up is the spirit of Antichrist trying to prepare the way for the Antichrist. So, what happens is, is they pump in a smokescreen of fear to try to get us from being unified, or they try to pump in a smoke screen of division to try to keep us from coming together they try to pump in a smoke screen of all of these things and it's also that anything that opposes the spirit of antichrist cannot assemble and be the apostolic church but i've come today to say the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church Trying to cause uh, confusion is what it is. Trying to pump in these smoke screens. Trying to get us to not realize. That's why in places uh, like California, it's okay for you to sit on the bar stool. But you can't sit on the church pew. Uh, because that on the bar stool doesn't oppose uh, the spirit of antichrist. Uh, but that that's in the church. Uh, that that is the church. Uh, we push back against the spirit of antichrist antichrist so they're trying to do everything they can do in this end time to stop the church from being the church so that we cannot come together and push back against the spirit of antichrist but I've come today to say I know God's gonna have a church and I know God has a church right here and I've come tonight to say we are greater than we've ever been we are going to a greater dimension than we've ever gone to don't get caught up in the smoke of the end time. Don't get caught up in the distractions of the end time. Anything, anything, anything he can pump in right now to get your eyes off of what is really happening. Guard yourself right now. Guard yourself right now. Be in prayer more than we've ever been in prayer. Be in the word more than we've ever been in the word. Let's be in fasting more than we've ever been in fasting because there is a divine harvest resting upon this church and if the enemy can do anything he'll get your eyes on the smoke so you'll stop opposing 
having the spirit of antichrist. But when the smoke clears, there's just going to be one thing standing, and that is Christ and his bride. Daniel, I believe, in chapter 2, he begins to talk about these things. He begins to talk about how there's going to be the kingdom of gold and then the kingdom of brass and then the kingdom of iron and then the kingdom of iron and clay. And then it says it gets down to the bottom and it's just clay. I heard Brother Stone King say this one time, when it gets down to the bottom and he's talking about just the clay, that means it's just muddy, it's dirty. You can't see, you can't understand. And that's where we're at. We're in the muddy part of it all. We we seem like we can't see beyond the, the, the cloud. It seems like we can't see beyond on the fog but I'm telling you behind the screen of the fog there is a church that is opposing the antichrist and I've come today to just feel like we need to stand and rise to the occasion like never before and let this city know and let this world know there is an apostolic church that will not go down without a fight we will not go down without a fight we're going to pray everybody through we can pray through we're going to baptize everybody we can baptize we're going to lay hands on the sick and watch the sick recover not just in the church house but on the streets in our homes spiritual smoke screens it shows up in in times of in, in, the, in the cause of division or in the cause of caution or in the cause of fear or in the cause of anxiety and all of these things are real but what I feel happens is, is it takes something that is real and then it pushes it to a level of which you feel like you can't beat it or you can't get over it or you can't be an overcomer by the blood and the word of your testimony it, it, it pushes you down it makes you feel like there is no hope beyond the moment that you're in or the struggle that you're in or or, or the issue that you're going through and it tries to get you bound up in where you were at in the three parables of the fig tree each time he talked about the days of no and then he goes and talks about in Luke and he talked and he goes through all of these different things and my favorite one is when he ends with this he said the greatest thing I can tell you to do right now and he just has a little comma at the very end I think it's Luke chapter 21 it says watch Watch. What does that mean? That means be vigilant of what's really going on. We cannot be caught off guard, but in this time of which we are living in, there is anything and everything that is trying to oppose Christ. And 1 John and 2 John said anything that opposes Christ is in the spirit of antichrist. So when they stand up and try to burn the Bibles, it's a spirit of antichrist. When they have abortions going at an all-time high, it is a spirit of antichrist these things are the spirit of antichrist they're trying to oppose the church but they are just mere smoke screens i've come tonight to say there is an apostolic church there is god's people and we're gonna have revival and we're gonna go into all the world preaching and teaching this gospel what he was talking about 
You look, I believe it's in 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 3 through 4. It is echoing what I believe Daniel said in chapter, uh, I want to say chapter 2 or chapter 6. I can't exactly remember, but it's, it's talking about the man that, that, that stands with his voice against Christ. And he will come. And, and it's all of these things. And, and it's just boiling down to one simple thing is that there's going to come a time where it's just going to be Christ and his body and antichrist. And it's time for the church to push back against this spirit like never before. Why? Because there are souls uh, that have not yet to be reached. Uh, there are streets that have not yet to get the name of Jesus preached to them. Uh, there are people that are so hungry right now. Just the other day before I left, right after Wynn's conference, I had my Uber driver. He, he drove me to the airport. And on my way to the airport, he said, why do you have a suit bag, Brother Richie? That's what he asked me bishop why do you have a bag for suits i said well i'm an evangelist i'm going to preach and i told him where i was going to preach in fort smith we're doing a two-week revival there and, and, and we started talking and he said he said well tell me more about this jesus that you love so much so bishop i just started telling him about my jesus i, I didn't try to make it fancy i just told him who he was to me i just told him how he is everything to me and we got to talking and he said well tell me a little bit more about this and tell me a little bit more about that and then i get to the airport we get we arrive at Melbourne and I get out and he jumps out of the car real quick and he runs back there and he grabs my bag and he hands it to me. He says, hey, Dylan. I said, yeah, what's up, David? He said, I, I, I want to know more about this Jesus. I said, all right, David, that's a good thing. Uh, we'll exchange numbers. And I exchanged numbers with my Uber driver. And we're setting up a Bible study as of today. Uh, he just wants to know more about Jesus. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you, yes, uh, there is the spirit of Antichrist uh, that is opposing the church. Uh, but the church has never been more poised. Uh, the church has never been more positioned uh, to go out into the world uh, preaching and teaching uh, the name of Jesus is greater and his blood is more powerful. There has never been a greater time for us to be the apostolic church and say you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. You look at First Chronicles chapter 12, you'll see that the sons of Issachar, is what the Bible says, that, that they were which were men that had understanding of the times. To know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200 and their brothers were at their commandment. So this is what this scripture was saying, that the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times or the seasons that we talked about in the beginning, to know what the children of Israel ought to do in that time. I have been praying since the Lord revealed this to me, Bishop. Give me the eyes and the ears of the sons of Issachar. I want to see what they saw and I want to hear what they heard to know what we as the apostolic church need to be doing in this end time and when and how we need to be doing it. And I pray that in this very body tonight that there would be some people that would rise up and say, God, tell me where to go when I need to go. 
God, tell me what to say when I need to say it. Because, yes, there are things going crazy, but it's just a cloud of smoke trying to get you to stop from being the apostolic church. But there is a church right here in Palm Bay. There is a people right here called East Wind United Pentecostal Church that wants to be used. You can feel the hunger, and this city is ready for us to get into the highways and into the byways with one message. His name is Jesus. The Bible says that in these seasons, in Matthew 24, where I opened it, it talked about the parable of the fig tree. It said, make yourself aware of this parable. It said, make yourself aware of being able to discern the season. All three parables of the fig tree in Matthew, Luke, and Mark, they all talk about after the parable of the fig tree of those that were not watchful, those that were not vigilant, those that didn't hear or those that didn't see, those that it says like it was in the days of Noah. It says that it was in the days of Noah when he was there preaching and they didn't hear until it happened. We cannot be caught off guard. There's a lot of smoke trying to blur the lines of what's going on right now. And if we get caught up in the smoke, if we get caught up in the fog of it all, we're going to miss what is really happening behind the scenes. And what is really be happening behind the scenes is there is a spirit of Antichrist trying to oppose Christ. And we are the spirit of him that sent us into this world to be preachers and teachers of this gospel. So we are commanded to go ye into all the world, Teaching and teaching this wonderful, matchless, beautiful truth. So what am I trying to preach to us tonight? What am I trying to talk to us tonight? It is this. Just as he said that we have to be aware of the seasons of which we are living in. We must realize now more than ever that it's just smoke. Everything that's going on. The division. Don't give yourself to it. It's smoke. The, the, the fear and the anxiety. Don't give yourself yourself to it. It is smoke. The, the, the things that are happening in the world right now, we have to be in this world, but not of this world. Oh, I love that old song, this world. It's not my home. I'm just passing through my treasures. They're laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Church, I know we have to live here physically, but spiritually we are not bound here. So in this season, now more than ever, we cannot let the smoke affect our judgment on how we operate as being the church. We have to be cautious. We have to use common sense. Yes, but above all of that, we have to be the apostolic church that is here to oppose the spirit of antichrist. Because when the smoke clears, God's going to have the church that is the city set upon the hill that cannot be hid. That is the salt of the earth. Would you stand with me? I'm coming to a close. I just pray tonight that there would be a spirit of clarity. If you're here tonight and 
and you've been just feeling, you know, maybe this was just why God gave it to me. Therefore, a little bit, it was like, you just, it's like our mind was getting cluttered in this season. Can anybody, you don't, don't look around, but if you'll testify to that, would you raise your hand? Did anybody just feel like your mind was kind of getting cluttered in this season? I wish you could see the hands. It's, and, and, and it's what the Lord, I feel like, tried to show me. He said, it's just the spiritual smoke screens. It's just trying to cloud your judgment right now. It's just trying to cloud your thought process right now. But I've come today to say the smoke is going to clear in your mind, child of God. I don't know who you are. I don't know who I'm reaching for right now, but there's somebody in specific. I feel it in my spirit right now. I am reaching for somebody that has contemplated suicide in this room. You've contemplated doing things you never thought you would do in this season. And I'm telling you on a Wednesday night, God told me to tell you he's reaching for you. And the smoke is going to clear tonight. And when you walk out of this room, you're going to think clearer than you've ever thought. You're going to understand more clearer than you've ever understood. You just have to let the name be what the name is and the blood be what the blood is uh, and God's name is greater and his blood is still more powerful and you are still made overcomers by the blood of the lamb uh, and the word of your testimony so what are we going to do right now we're going to lift up the name of Jesus uh, because that is the testimony that says uh, I once was uh, but Jesus now I used to be uh, but Jesus now and if you want what I'm talking about if you want that clarity if you want that understanding uh, if you want God to give you the eyes and the ears ears of the sons of Issachar, would you lift your hands right now, and would you ask that God would speak to us for just a moment, that God would usher in that clarity if you're struggling in your mind right now. Lord, clear the smoke in Jesus' name. I pray for spiritual clarity to come upon the mind of every person, to come upon the heart of every person right now, God. I speak into this room, Lord, that faith would begin to operate right now, Jesus, and that they would see that in this end time, we are called to be the hands and the feet of you, Lord, to go forth as ambassadors of the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, would you just lift your voices for the next few moments? You want to come to this altar, you're free to come to this altar. If you want to stay right where you're at and pray, then stay right where you're at and pray. But I just feel like we need to tap in to what the Holy Ghost is wanting to do right now. Come on, that's it. Lord, clear the smoke. Come on, that's it, Lord. Clear the clutter out of our minds, God. Lord, let us not be those that were not prepared for the coming of the bridegroom, but let us hear the voice of the friend of the bridegroom. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. If you need the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, all you've got to do right now is lift your hands unto heaven. Begin to repent of your sins. And after you're done repenting, if you'll begin to worship the Lord, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you're here tonight and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, do not leave this room until you go down in the only saving name, the name of Jesus. 
Oh, come on. I pray, God, right now for a unique authority to rest upon every person that is here, God, that when they leave this room tonight, that you would connect them. Put somebody in their path tomorrow, God, somebody that's hungry for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Put somebody in their path, God, that's never been in their path before, God, or open their eyes to somebody that they see every day that is starving for spiritual bread, that is starving for living water. Come on, that's it just for a few more moments. I pray right now against the smoke. I pray that understanding of the times would come into this room. I pray, God, that we would like put on a spiritual pair of glasses and that we would see through the lens of the Spirit tonight and that you would show us, God, what you want us to see, Lord. Connect us to what we need to be connected to, oh God. Lord, on this Wednesday night, I pray for divine revelation to come to every heart and to every mind in Jesus' name. One more time, would you just lift your hands? There's a sweet anointing in this room right now. Come on, you just be sensitive for the next few moments. I'm done, we're done, but there's a sweet anointing in this room right now. One more time, if you just lift your hands and you lift your voices. I feel like God wants to speak to us in this room tonight. Come on. Come on. 